I, I thought it'd be good for the beginning of the year, at least, uh, just to go through a couple of the Rishonim or Sfarim that you may come across in Baba Basra and some interesting things about them. As many of you may have noticed, uh, Baba Basra is unique um, in that there is in the side of the daf of Baba Basra the parish of Rabbeinu Gershom. You have that in Masechah's Tainus and in a bunch of Masechah's in Kachim. But in most Masechahs that you learn, they don't have Rabbeinu Gershom at the side. It's always helpful to know a little bit about the person that wrote that Sefer. It's also very helpful to know sometimes about uh, the nature or the goal of that Sefer. It helps us know sort of where to look and when to look and what the person is actually, is, actually trying to, is actually trying to do. So a couple of things. You may have noticed on the sheets, whenever the sheet, uh, I write Rabbeinu Gershom, I always write Reish, Reish Gimel Memhei. Rabbeinu Gershom Me'or Hagola. There's a certain name associated with Rabbeinu Gershom. Uh, some of them pointed out, we call for Rabbeinu Gershom the light of the exile, the light of Galas. Tobas Menachos calls him Me'or Ene Hagola, who lit up you know, the, the eyes of the exile. Rashi and Shabbos and Pehei calls it Avi Hagola. He was like the father of all of those that were in Galas. That, that, that's a testament to the stature of Rabbeinu Gershom. Perhaps the most uh, powerful formulation is a tshuva of Rashi that many quote. The tshuva of Rashi, where Rashi refers to Rabbeinu Gershom, he said, Rabbeinu Gershom, Zecher Tzad of Levracha, Sheheyer Ene Hagola, he lit up the light, the eyes of, the, of all those in exile, Vikulanu Mi Piv all of us live through his Torah, Vichol Bnei Galas Ashkenaz, Vikitim Tamidei Tamidavhein. And everybody in Ashkenaz were all considered to be Tamidim, and Tamidim Tamidim of, of Rabbeinu Gershom. So especially for the Ashkenazim amongst us, which is many of us, uh, that is, uh, Rabbeinu Gershom plays a, a very, very dominant role. Rabbeinu Gershom is a Talmud, the Marshal writes in Shuvah's of Rav Gaon, which means he's sort of at that early stage in between Gaonim and Rishonim. He has a bunch of Talmidim. One of his Talmidim that matters most in many ways is of Yaakov Bar Yikar. The reason why Yaakov Bar Yakar matters a lot is that he is the Rebbe of Rashi in many ways. Which means that Rashi is coming from the world of Rabbeinu Gershom. Rashi at times, like in Masech Shabbos, quotes Rabbeinu Gershom. That's why, perhaps, it's later, when Rashi and Ksubis quotes a pshat from Rabosa of Shal Rashi, uh, that's found, that his Rabbein, that's found in Rabbeinu Gershom in Baba Basra. That, that there is this, like, uh, Rashi comes... From that, from that particular, that particular world, and he has a certain kind of impact. Rabbeinu Gershom did a bunch of things, some of which are very well known. The most well known thing I, I think about Rabbeinu Gershom is that Rabbeinu Gershom established certain cherims. He had certain sort of policies that came with being excommunicated. The ones that are most well known relate to not marrying two wives, even though midoraisa that you're allowed to, and Gershom had a cherim that you're not allowed to. He did it as well. Um, in regards to not divorcing a woman, Bal Korcha, that ordinarily we assume in Chumash or we assume in Chazal, you're allowed to divorce a woman even against her will. Rabbeinu Gershom understood that. Rabbeinu Gershom understood uh, had a had a cheirim that you're not allowed to divorce someone uh, against their against their will. Reading people's mail, there's a lot of different cheirims of Rabbeinu Gershom. It's not so clear exactly. Uh, how many they are? There's a great set of svarim. Hatakanot be Israel, hatakanot be Israel. It's like a four-volume paper. All going through takanas. I have it down in the in the shiru. My father had it. I think he's very fond of it. Uh, going through takanas. There's a lot. There's a list of lots of different different takanas that are being gershom. That are being gershom made. Uh, we don't know an enormous amount, to my knowledge, at least, about his about his life. Um, we do know that according to some rishonim, 
he did have a son that converted to Christianity, at which point he would have Shiva. Or set Shiva for such a, uh, you know, set 14 days of Shiva, something along those lines. So we, we, know, we know that there was something going on there, but we don't know an enormous amount about, uh, about Rabbeinu Gershom's actual, actual life. Aside from the Cheyrim, he also wrote certain Piyutim. One of the Piyutim that we say in Slichos Yamim No Ram time, Elan Rashi Raka Torah Hazos, that was written, I believe, by Rabbeinu Gershom. So some of the, some of the Piyutim that we recite, come derech, come derech Rabbeinu Gershom. That brings us to Rabbeinu Gershom on Baba Basra. Rabbeinu Gershom, went, so the way it works is that they found a manuscript. They found the Ksav Yad, whatever it was, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And, and, and in trying to figure out who the author was, the, the, the people who were putting out the Gemara uh, believed that Rabbeinu Gershom was, was the author. If Rabbeinu Gershom is the author of, of the Rabbeinu Gershom on the side of our Gemara, so it would explain why it's Rabbeinu Gershom on top of his name, but, but also, it would make everything that we just said very much relevant to Rabbeinu Gershom's parish on, on the Gemara. However, uh, there are two groups of people that have expressed real doubts as to whether Rabbeinu Gershom is the author, in fact, of this parish on the side of the Gemara. One of them comes from the world of academia. Uh, those already, I guess, in the, in the late 1800s, I think, uh, were asking questions. Is it so clear Rabbeinu Gershom is really the author? But I think the most famous sort of one who questions Rabbeinu Gershom whether he's the author, Israel Khanan, Rukhan Wasman in the Kovit Aros has a section that went right before after Dvara Machadim, where he tries to suggest that there's no way Rabbeinu Gershom is actually the author, is actually the author of this parish. And they quote a lot of different rayas how this could be. One of them is that the Rashbam, who presumably came from the tradition of Rabbeinu Gershom, doesn't really quote Rabbeinu Gershom at all except for two places where he quotes Rabbeinu Gershom, and that's in the tshuvas of Rabbeinu Gershom, but not Rabbeinu Gershom, but Avastra. And one would have expected to quote from there. Uh, Rabbi Hanan writes that he found that there's some reason that quote from Rabbeinu Elchanan, one of the Baliatosvos, that Rabbeinu Elchanan, and, if, and what they quote in his name is Mufurish in Rabbeinu Gershom, and maybe in fact, and maybe in fact, sorry, Rabbeinu Eliakim, that maybe in fact he is the actual author, uh, he is in fact the actual author of this, of this parish, but in truth, it's a little bit of a big machlokas as to whether Rabbeinu Gershom is, at least in my knowledge, could be like those who really know, like they know, but, uh, but that's, part of a, that's part of a discussion. In the Chidushi Haran, in the, in the introduction to Baba Basra, so they point out a couple of things, that on the one hand, there are some indications that is Rabbeinu Gershom, the Sefer Haner quotes a lot from Rabbeinu Gershom, and that's also found in our Rabbeinu Gershom, and the Aruch, also, early Rishon quotes a lot of things B'Shem Rabbi Gershom that fits with what you find in Rabbi Gershom in Baba Basra. On the other hand, he points out that we do sometimes find a stira between what Tothos quotes in the name of Gershom and what's in Rabbi Gershom on, on Baba Basra. Sometimes you have these kinds of questions. So at least to me, it's not entirely, it's not entirely clear. Sometimes Achronim will bring this up when they want to bring rayas from Rabbi Gershom. That sometimes, like, uh, I'll give you an example. There's a big time Chachim we quoted last week. Yaakov Chaim Sofer, uh, Rashid Kav Chaim in, in Yushalayim, I believe. Uh, read a prolific author, Bittam Chacham. So in his Zuchus Yitzchak, Sibin Chav so he points out when there's a Machlokas Harishonim about how you define what the Urim Vitumim are, we're getting to Kohen Gadol season. So there is a little bit of a Machlokas Harishonim, what the Urim Vitumim, uh, what they really are. The opinion of many of the Geonim is that the Urim Vitumim are the Avne HaChoshen, those are the stones that would be on the, I guess, breastplate, I think is the word that they often use for that, uh, the stones that would be there. But if you look in Rashi, in his Perish Torah, there's a parsh Tetzavah, Sugya, Kafkas Lamed, and other places as well, Numa and Dafa and Gimel, 
and some others, as well as the Ramban, it sounds like the Urim Vitumim, also Rashban, but Basel Kifal was actually the piece of paper with the shape of a forest that they would put inside. Bit of machlokas, what, what the Urim Vitumim are. Some try to, assuming that Rashi probably has to hold like Rabbi Nugerishom, something rise in different directions. So whether or not, you know, the importance of Rabbi Nugerishom, how much he would influence Rashi, that tends to be a bit of a question. Whoever wrote it, what is the style of Rabbi Nugerishom? Just to know what you're looking for, what is the style of Rabbi Nugerishom? So he seems to do two, or really two things that are incredibly helpful for us. One thing Rabbi Nugerishom does is, he often presents a particular girsa in the Gemara, which sometimes can diverge from the girsa, maybe, that we have in the Gemara. Sometimes it's a particular text, it's important to know, if it ever seems like it doesn't fully align, sometimes it could be it, doesn't fully align, he has a particular kind of girsa like that. Aside from that, also, Rabbi Nugerishom is really a commentary on the Gemara. That is very unique, especially because in times of the Geonim, they wrote very few commentaries on Gemara. So he's like an early sort of parish on the Gemara, as we saw with Ayin Hara, how he reads it. Sometimes he's a very helpful pshat in the Gemara. Sometimes that pshat differs from the pshat of from the pshat of of Rashi. Of Rashi, as an example, this is one of the reasons why it's important. Uh, Rabbi Chaim Sofer has a a fascinating. I don't even know if this, I don't know how you like prove this, but I think he does prove this, which is he suggests that often a lot of machloksim between Rambam and Ravid has to do with which, which parish in the Gemara was most influential for them. He suggests that the Ravid almost always follows the Pshad of Rashi. So sometimes you're learning Gemara and Rashi, and you see a Rambam Ravid, you're like, oh, of course the Ravid's right, because you learned the Gemara like Rashi. On the other hand, Yachayim Sober points out, that he said it points out in a couple of places in the Sefer Karim Yaakov, Sibni Aleph, Os Dalit, that the Rambam often explained following the Geonim and Rabbeinu Hananel, which sometimes can be more in line with Rabbeinu Gershom, who's sort of influenced by the Geonim, but also influences Rashi. So Rabbeinu Gershom sometimes is learning a difficult Rambam. It's, it's helpful to look at Rabbeinu Gershom to see that he read the Gemara a little bit differently than Rabbeinu Hananel and, and others. So that is a little bit about the Rabbeinu Gershom or Hagola. Again, did he write it, did he not write it, but it's an important and helpful safer to be aware of. Um, and, and hopefully that can be, uh, again, somewhat uh, beneficial and good to